Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we're going to talk about cats crying out for help. But before we jump into that topic, let me welcome my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hi, my beautiful love, and hello to all you wonderful cat fans out there in the big cat world. (laughs) Hello. So today, (laughs) we're going to talk about how cats cry for help. That's unique, very unique. Uh, I think this is a very good one to for people to listen to. You don't think about cats crying out for help, right? Because you just don't. You've always said they typically aren't vocal. So by the time you hear them vocal about needing help, then you're in real trouble, right? Yeah, I, I was inspired to do this podcast for just exactly what you said. I've seen many others tackle this topic and and only focus on why and how cats are meowing. But that's not exactly what I have in mind. So are you saying that cats don't meow for help? No, they absolutely do. Um, okay, increased, okay. increased vocalization can indicate that a cat's having duress or is uncomfortable in some way. But, you know, they didn't vocalize. It's not excessive vocalization or even meowing at all is really not in their nature because in the wild, as they evolved as a solitary species, they don't have other cats to talk to and they see each other at a distance. So their communication is much more about body language and what that cat's silhouette is looking like at a distance and how that cat smells and and things like that. You know, they developed meowing to get our attention. So, yeah, if your cat's suddenly meowing more than usual, it's probably trying to get your attention and tell you something. And if your cat's always meowed a lot, it's probably because you reinforced that behavior by giving them attention when they meow to you. So... Wow, you know, I, I so so the cartoon that I used to watch all the time where the cats were outside the little guy's window and they're meowing songs to each other and and I always thought, well that that's how they communicate with each other. <laughs> but you're saying it's really how they're trying to communicate with us, which is really an interesting in-depth conversation. I think it's really good for a lot of people to listen to. Well, Surely that- your 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 example is actually probably when you see that typical cartoon thing about two cats you know howling loudly outside that's that's caterwauling is what that's called and that's usually two cats that are uh, unaltered and they are doing some sort of meowing mating ritual <laughs> That's probably what Maybe that's what they were trying to say. I was a kid and it was a cartoon, so that's where my mind went all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Surely there are other reasons, though, other than pain or discomfort that cats meow a lot, right? Oh, yeah. It could be one of a million reasons. I mean, some of the most common are, of course, that they want to be fed or let outside or they're bored 
or you've changed something in their environment or routine that's pissing them off. I mean, it, it could it could mean almost virtually anything in a cat's world, but usually it has to do with getting your attention. Other than cry meowing, what other cat behaviors do we need to pay attention to that might indicate your cat is crying out for help? Well, sudden aggression would be one. If your cat suddenly starts biting or hissing and growling, you know, there could very well be underlying medical issues. You know, kind of like how grandpa gets cranky when his arthritis acts up. Cats won't don't want to be touched when they're not feeling well. So when you normally would reach down and pet little tiger and he welcomes your hand with a head bump, but then all of a sudden you reach down and you get a, you know, you get a growl and scowling maybe, you know, then there's probably something physical going on with him and a, and a vet trip is in order. Uh, you know, that's, that's really interesting because, you know, I've heard us talk a lot, a lot about uh, positioning and I've watched you do classes on what that looks like and how they're trying to communicate by the way their ears are and their tails and the whiskers and all of that. But this is kind of interesting to listen and try to ascertain what's going on with your, your cat and have a vocal communication. That's, that's very interesting. And I guess it makes sense because cats can't exactly tell you how they feel. So what other things do cats do that indicate they need help? Um, yeah, you're right. Cats can't tell us how they feel. It's kind of like, you know, going to the vet. That makes that very difficult because the cats can't tell the vet how they feel. It's kind of like doing pediatric medicine, I guess. But something else that cats tend to do that um, is a cry for help is they they stop using the litter box. You know, cat cats know nothing gets your attention quite like not using the litter box. <laughs> <And> <laughs> sometimes cats will stop using the box due to medical issues, and those need to be ruled out right away because it's very uncomfortable for the cat. You know, the cat's going to use the litter box, and it and it hurts. Maybe, you know, the it. It, the urination hurts, like if they have a urinary tract infection or some sort of kidney disease. It's it's uncomfortable when they're trying to urinate. And they begin to associate that pain with the litter box, and then they seek other places to go. And and a cry for help isn't always about a medical issue. You know, we've talked about a lot of those so far, but, you know, it isn't always about medical issue. They could be asking for help to fix the litter box. You know, maybe they're asking that the box be bigger. They go, you know, I'm so tired of this little tiny litter box. I can't even turn around in here without, you know, stepping out. Or maybe they want it to be cleaner. Or maybe they hate the litter. You know, sometimes this seems sudden and people say, well, I haven't changed a thing but there comes a breaking point in the cat where he just isn't willing to put up with it anymore. So it's not always medical. It could also mean I need you to help me fix this litter box thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, so what communication would the cat be saying when we uh, read that article somewhere when the lady said, you know, I got a new boyfriend and all of a sudden the cat is pooping on his pillow and I can't yeah. get him to quit. What is the cat saying at that point? Well, the cat <laughs> is saying, I need to bond more with him. <laughs> and, yeah, well. and he needs to give me more treats. And who is this dude that is now <laughs> sleeping in my spot? And, and this is my spot. That's probably a territorial gesture. 
Okay, <laughs> so that's a communication. Take it what take it for what it is. So would stopping that's right. eating be considered a cry for help? If they yeah, don't absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It would. That's a good one. And and it and it would likely in that case indicate a medical issue. You know, when Tabasco stopped eating, you know, he was never a finicky eater. Ate his meals all up. Never finicky. Ate what I fed him until he was about. 14 and then all of a sudden he started getting finicky like he he'd go sniff it and then stop eating it and I was like what the heck is going on so I assumed it was a medical condition and took him to a vet and the vet overlooked the fact that he had an infected molar and and so that went on sadly for another eight months to a year before I took him to another vet who finally did see it and and then we got that problem resolved but by then it was kind of too late um, but you know, when they stop eating, there's usually a reason for it. And in his case, it was because he was associating the pain with that particular flavor of food. So he would eat a, a, a food I gave him and then he would stop after a couple days, sometimes just a day and a half. And then I'd have to change the food and he'd say, okay, I'm going to try that one. And then that would hurt. And he's like, oh, that food hurts too. I'm not going to eat it. And so it was really, really stressful on on all of us he lost a lot of weight and um, very stressful to try to find something he would eat but everything of course hurt and um, it's a it's a shame that didn't get discovered sooner so definitely if your cat is all of a sudden getting finicky or decides it's just not gonna eat then definitely you need to get the cat to the vet and figure out what's going on you know, it's funny you you mentioned the story I was going to tell, which is the fact that during that period of time, and since you uh, took him to the vet once, trying to find a particular food for him to eat meant that we had to keep going and f- buying new food. So the house sort of filled up with all these different things that he would like for one or two times and then not like anymore. And so then we would right. have four or five cans of that. And then we would have bags of that and bags <laughs> of this. And then and then Molly pulled on the gloves, the long gloves, and she started pulling out raw meats and says, okay, well, let's flavor it this way. We started a gourmet uh, Tabasco shelf that we would, I mean, <laughs> she would have to, the instructions for fixing his food would change on a time-by-time time basis. No, don't put yeah. that in. Yeah, put this in. Oh, put four (laughs) drops of that in. Put six drops. Oh, you got one drop too many. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when my poor neighbors that cat sit for us. She every time she came over, there was a new set of instructions and new supplements and new things to try to get him to eat. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, that part's no fun. Yeah, it it was crazy. So I get it when somebody's trying to figure out what's going on with a cat, and it makes sense. And and I think what I heard you say here that I probably would like to repeat is is that sometimes it's good to get a second opinion if the situation is still continuing. So, um, uh, okay, so here's another question. Are there other cats um, cry for help? In other words, do they just cry in one way and then cry in another way? And that is there different ways they cry for help, I guess is probably the question. Well, um, but not vocally, but if you notice changes in other things, like like we just talked about, that they've that they've stopped eating or their eating patterns are changing. If you notice changes in their sleeping patterns, or 
if you have a young cat that sleeps all the time and is just not interested in prey play like they used to be, that ought to give you a heads up that that something's going on. Or you know, or the other thing too is mobility. You know, if your cat used to jump up on things, I mean, it's natural for cats to jump up on things. When people tell me their cats don't jump up on counters and they don't jump up on chairs and they're just ground dwellers, you know, I get a little worried about that and think, hmm, what's wrong with that cat? Because, you know, cats by nature want to be in high places and climb. So it's not usual for a cat to not want to climb or jump up on stuff that may be indicating arthritis or um, joint issues or gut issues or any number of things. What about when they sit in that crouched position? You always say that that's uh, their stomach hurting. Is that is that what yeah. you're saying here? Yeah, usually when they're in what I call a loaf position, they look like a, a loaf of bread, right? <laughs> they're just all tucked in those feet are are tucked in the front and their tail is just tightly wrapped around and their belly is flat against the floor and a lot of times their eyes will be kind of squinted and their head will be down you know that could mean they're having some gut issues or they just generally don't feel well i mean body language in general something you should watch closely for clues that your cat is seeking help and there's there's all kinds of things like like we had with pico recently um what's called whale eye, which is when that white film in the corner of their eye comes out into their eyeball. So, you know, sometimes if it gets heavy, it can look like they have a solid white eye. But when that that little corner flap of white skin goes over their eyeball, that means either stress or, you know, some sort of medical discomfort. Dilated eyes is another thing to watch for if your eyes cat's eyes are all of a sudden really really large and black you know and it wasn't that way before that's a cry for help if the tail is down you know normally the tail's straight up and the cat's happy but now all of a sudden you're noticing that the cat's tail is you know parallel to the floor or down or it's jerking around that could be a cry for help you know, and again, if your cat's always done these things, then there's probably nothing wrong. But when you notice something changing, pay attention. You know, as a society, we rarely take our cats to the vet. And, you know, it, cats are probably the most medically underserviced pet that there is. And, you know, and it's understandable. It's traumatic to get a cat in a carrier and take it to the vet because, you know, it doesn't want to go. It's a homebody. It doesn't want to go anywhere. They're highly territorial. You're taking it out of their territory, and um, and that's not cool with cats. So it's stressful on everybody, and I, and I get why we don't do it, but it's needed. You really, really, really got to get the cat in there once a year for for regular, you know, checkups, just like we do. They need annual exams, just like we do. Are there not so obvious ways they ask for help? Yeah, actually, there's one I can think of, and it's purring. You know, purring can actually be a sign that your cat's in stress. We typically think of purring as a contented communication, and and normally it is. But cats also purr to calm themselves. I see that in the shelter a lot, where there'll be a cat that's very stressed, and I I can usually tell the difference between stress purring and comfort, you know, and contented purring. Pico's stress purrs are like little grunts. He kind of goes, purr, purr, 
purr, purr, purr, when he's stressed. And when he's not stressed, that purr is kind of more, more, you know, it's a longer one. It's not his little. How is that for a purr? (laughs) (laughs) I was recording that. (laughs) I got that for later, my love. (laughs) listen to my purr and tell me what I'm thinking (laughs) okay so today you've talked about aggressive meowing sudden aggressive meowing (laughs) oh what did I say aggressive Aggressive. meowing oh aggressive (laughs) excessive meowing yeah yeah yeah. yeah. right 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 and sudden aggression I put that I was thinking about those two together but not using the litter box is also one of those you've talked about. Loss of appetite, sleeping all the time, body language, and stress purring, as we just talked about. Love that. <laughs> as ways they ask for help. Are there others? Uh, believe it or not, some ways can be so very obvious, like um, like pawing at you. You know, um, cats know how to ignore us really well. But they also know how to get our attention. So usually when your cat is pawing at you, it wants something. And anything it wants, you know, to eat, to have its litter box scooped, to be let outside, etc., is a cry for help. You know, with those things, I guess think about it this way, and that's kind of what I wanted this episode to be about, was it's not just a a cry like I'm crying because I'm in pain, but a, a plea for help. And, and a cat needs help doing those things that it can't do for itself. So You know, to me, that sounds a lot like manipulation to me. And I don't know whether that's a real thing <laughs> or not, but it sounds like it's something, you know, kids used to do when I don't want to go to school in the morning. My stomach hurts. My head hurts. I can't go to school today. So how do you know when your cat is just trying to manipulate you or versus, you know, really needing your help? Well, is there a difference, really? <laughs> well, that I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Is there a difference? Well, if they're trying to manipulate you into feeding them, they need help with that because they haven't figured out how to open the cans or refrigerator door by themselves yet. But, you know, you know your cat and you know their normal behavior from abnormal behavior. And if you don't, then it's time for you to be spending more time with your cat and spend more time paying attention to what your cat's daily routines and patterns and body language and and spaces where it spends time. So you know when a routine is broken and it becomes not normal. You know, that's that's on you to know when is this cat crying for help or is this cat just doing what it does. And remember, you know, I, I get a lot of behavior things where cats have done things their whole lives and people will say well my cat is is pawing at my face how do I get my cat to quit pawing my face because I'm breaking out there where he's pawing my face and I go well what do you do when he paws your face well typically I get up and feed him so he'll stop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and I go, well, Hello. okay, Hello. that would be reinforcing behavior, you know, unwanted behavior, and you're going to get more of that. So, you know, there's that, there's cries for help. I guess that would be the answer to your question is, I guess, mani- cat manipulation is when they have figured out how to train you to 
do what they want you to do, which means they do something, you react, you reinforcing that bad behavior when you should really be reinforcing good behavior rather than bad behavior. So that would be the difference between when they're manipulating or crying for help. You know, it's interesting. We watched that movie, Acrocats, is that right? Acrocats, yeah, Samantha's Acrocats. Acrocats, yeah. We watched that movie last night or show, and uh, we have seen the actual shows, and it makes a lot of sense because, you know, they feed those kitties when they do a particular something, ring a bell, jump on this, you know, ride that, walk across this. And so it makes a lot of sense if the cat's patting you on the face and you get up and feed it, guess what the cat just learned, <laughs> as you mentioned. You know, exactly. It's, it's it, operant you, conditioning. You taught it a trick. <laughs> and the trick is mm-hmm. smack me in the face and I feed you. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so if you don't want to be smacked in the face, then stop getting up and feeding them when they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to have to do some crying out for help right here. And I'm doing that to (laughs) all of you guys in that big cat world. If you have learned something from one of our podcasts or are simply entertained by our banter, consider sending us a gratuity donation. We would love that and all donations help. It's super easy. Just go to the store cat behavior solutions website and scroll down to the bottom past the products to the bottom and there is a donation and amounts you can add to the cart we would appreciate it and go ahead and pick up some toys for your cat while you're there because there's all kinds of cool toys and new products i got some new catnip bath wipes that are just awesome. I mean, and even, you know, like Pico doesn't need a bath. He doesn't get dirty, but I use the bath wipes when he gets a little dusty, if we've had him out in his cat run or on a leash or something, and it gets him to grooming himself. So if you have a cat that maybe is under grooming, or you just think it would be fun to rub your cat down with a wet catnip bath wipe, which they really like, then those are awesome. Those are new and they're on the store and free shipping for orders over $49. So go to the store and, uh, Get you some cat stuff and what a deal. Wow. make a donation. In fact, <laughs> if you get cat stuff and you're short of the $49, just make a donation to get your $49 so you can get free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. It's all idea. tax deductible. Oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. do that. I didn't know we could do oh, that. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah, do that. <laughs> you really need more cat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we have boxes full of cat toys. <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> and be sure to find us on Facebook and, and like the page. Follow us on Instagram and check out our blog on the website, too, while you're there. This is an all-volunteer-based operation. There are no salaries drawn out of Cat Behavior Solutions. And we do these podcasts to help you take better care of your cat and increase the bond between the two of you. And we're going to keep doing all this as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the, the number, number one, one cause of death, death in, cats. in cats. I felt like I had an echo, but we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was all right, everybody. You were and, my echo. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I'll be your echo any day, my love. All right. Yay. Thank you, my love. until next time everybody keep calm and purr on goodbye everybody looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues 
on our website, cattalkradio.com. You'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.